0: Into another edition of the Buffalo Basement Podcast. As always, I am your host Matt Diger, and I, as as always, to my to my left, uh, Pat Bruckness uh, at patthebill Five on Twitter, and uh, you can see my my uh, at there as well. I want to welcome everybody in. We are coming to you live from the Built in Buffalo Network. Uh, definitely check them out on Twitter as well at Built in Buffalo underscore. So definitely want to thank everybody for joining us live tonight. We have some um, you know, it had some exciting things happen between the snowstorm and between the Bills game and another snowstorm this week. So I, I'm excited to talk about the the uh upcoming matchup that we have that um finally we get to see Josh Allen play against Patrick Mahomes in our house this time. Um and I don't know if everybody saw it, but that's why uh <laughs> that's that that was the whole thing about the graphic is Batman versus Superman in Gotham this time. So um, definitely want to thank everybody for coming in tonight. Um, our sponsors are, uh, are as always brought to you by Elliot Apollo's, uh, definitely check them out. Uh, you can actually reserve a table right through Google, um, or visit them at 3785 South Park Avenue, Blaisdell, New York, 14219, or you can order online as well. So definitely check them out. They have some great food and, uh, Pat, go ahead with, the with the other one.
1: Yes. And our other sponsors, Sons of Eeries. they have some awesome hoodies, crewnecks and hats or paintings like one of the ones you see behind me and many more if you want to check them out it's www.sunzavie.com.
0: And really quickly I do I know I, I shared it on Twitter this week but I do want to I do want to just really quickly um show everybody the uh the apparel real quickly um because they do have some great things on there going yes. right now. Um they have the one before I die hoodie um and then also the new one that the, that just dropped this week is the uh the clear future hoodie. Um, it's got a, a picture of Josh Allen on the back of it. It comes in both black and white. Um, it come, The black one comes all the way up to XL. The white one goes all the way up to 2XL. And that one is um, has has a nice front on it as well. Um, just trying to get down to it here so everybody can see. But definitely, definitely check that out. It comes in both black and white. So definitely want to thank them for sponsoring the show tonight. And all, as always, Elliot Apollos as well. So with that being said, Pat. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's kind of get into it real quick. Oh, I never even shared it. So let me, let me just show it real quickly one more time here. Um, so bear with me one second. So it's this one right here and comes in white and it comes in black as well. So definitely check them out for that apparel there. Um, so as far as everything goes, um, I mean, everything went as, as planned against the Steelers. I mean, besides moving the game from Sunday to Monday, um, gave Bills fans a little bit of anxiety there between uh, between Sunday at one o'clock and Monday at four thirty. So, um, but I'm glad that they put the uh, the travel bans in place and kept everybody safe and and everything like that. And uh, the one thing I do want to say about that is, um, you know, as as far as far as the uh, that goes. You know, for the Steelers fans calling the Bills fans soft and anything like that, it had nothing to do with the the actual field. We all saw how how great the field looked and how how wonderful a job that they did clearing off the field, and even you know the stands getting though that as clear clear as possible as they possibly could. So, um, now as far as that goes, let's let's get to some uh, some of the on field action, Pat. What what were your kind of takeaways from that game?
1: Well, playoff Josh Allen was activated, Matt. He had, he went 21 for 30, 207 passing yards. I'm oh, sorry, 203 passing yards, three passing touchdowns with a rushing touchdown with eight carries, 74 yards. It seems like when Josh Allen, when it's playoff time, Josh Allen takes it up a notch, which is crazy because he's a phenomenal player in the regular season, but it seems like come playoff time, he's a different monster. So I, if we didn't have a turnover. Josh Allen seems to be a beast in come playoff time.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and we even talked about it last week. I I know without TJ Watt, his, uh, his, his one game against TJ Watt, he had 424 yards and four touchdowns and he 134, 134 134.1 passer rating. um, And he had 42 rush yards. He was pretty, besides the yards for the, the, the passing yards, he was right around that. I mean, he, he had 203 yards, um, which is a little, you know, obviously lower than what he had, but also we have to remember what kind of, what kind of weather we had outside too. So I mean, with that being said, he had 203 yards, he had four total touchdowns, no interceptions, and he and he had what 74 yards on the ground?
1: Yes, he did on eight carries.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's 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 pretty good. I mean, that's that's playoff Josh Allen for you. And he 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 did a lot of things to, you know, to will the team to victory as, as well. Um, along with along with somebody like uh, you know, Khalil Shakir as well. That 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 touchdown that that finally put the Steelers away. Um I mean, I have I have some next gen stats on that for you here, real quickly. Um, you know, uh, Khalil Shakir had um, had a 07 percent chance of scoring that touchdown, the one that put us up thirty one to thirty one to seventeen. Um, and when he caught the ball at the seventeen yard, at the seventeen yard uh, for the seventeen yard touchdown, he had it was plus fourteen yards um, after after catch, over expected. And Shakir has now caught 16 consecutive targets dating back to week 16. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty, I mean, they got to start getting the ball in his hands a little bit more They do because they can't, you know, as far as consistency, I mean, he's probably one of the most consistent receivers on the team right now.
1: I, I agree. He has to be. I mean, every time he has, gets the ball in a game, he makes plays. Let's look at that Miami game as well. Big play there too.
0: I mean, we saw him, we saw it on uh, you know it, you know whoever watches the the, the show, but a um, uh, uh, good football morning. Um, I catch that every morning, and they were they were talking about that that touchdown play specifically, and it, he was inches from the ground, from knees or butt touching, and that would have got him down. Um, the Bills still would have had what it was second down, so they would have had third down still to you know make right. the first down and whatnot. But for him to make that play at that time was just outstanding. You you couldn't have asked for anything better at that point. Um, And to show the heart to, you know, get into the end zone. And that it wasn't any, any slouch trying to tackle him either. That's Minka Fitzpatrick that was trying to tackle. Like he he typically doesn't miss. Yeah. He, he typically doesn't miss. So, I mean, I, I can't, I hope that they, you know, and we'll talk about it a little bit more uh, when we get into the Kansas city chiefs game, but I hope they start feeding the ball him the ball a little bit more because he really is starting to come on. And one of the things that um, I did see, I, I did see that he that, that's kind of sim- similarities to him and Diggs is they're both the same size. They both were drafted in the fifth round, and you know they're <laughs> right now on the on the team, and they they it seems like they're kind of this not the same receiver, but you know as consistent you know as can be. <laughs> right so um and then another great play also too uh is dalton kincaid like yes i mean as far as 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 far as um as far as kincaid goes i mean there's only there's only a few quarterbacks that make that throw in the nfl like i'm sorry like to put it exactly where he put it up over you know up over the linebacker there and everything that was just a, a heck of a throw and Dalton Kincaid made a, made a great hands catch on that. And uh, with that being said, I mean, Pat, what else What else are your takeaways from that game?
1: Well, we had a few players go down in, this, in the last game. And our guys who came in for them really played well. You got a guy like Kyer Elam who has not played all season. A.J. Klein, who just came off the couch. And Dorian Williams, who had a bit of playing time earlier in the season, but not as of late, came in and played well, too. I mean, Matt, right here, I had some of their numbers if you want to hear them. Yeah, absolutely. Kyer Elam, there were three targets, one reception allowed for 12 yards, which was a touchdown, but he also had an interception. A.J. Klein stepped up for Terrell Bernard. 11 total tackles, 7 solo, 4 assisted. Dorian Williams, 8 total tackles, 5 solo, 3 assisted. So... <laughs>
0: And Williams almost had a punt block, too. I mean, he, he was right. inches he inches away from getting a punt block on that. So,
1: go ahead and I thought continue. He was gonna rough, I, no, you're good. I, was, I thought he was going to rough the punter. He was that close. It's nice to have these guys who are contributing now, who are bench players or practice squad players, step up and make plays for us. A.J. Klein and Dorian Williams really shut down the running game for Pittsburgh in that second half, well, especially.
0: And that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, it, Brock just asked a question here, uh, uh, you know, in our comments here from Facebook, um, you know, as far, uh, if we're concerned about Josh Allen being the only one to score a rushing touchdown, I'm not because right. he, here's the biggest thing that I, I feel out of that as well is that I don't care who makes the play. I don't care if, it, if he gets down to the one yard line and Josh scores the touchdown and finishes it off. I don't care if Josh has to run it for 52 yards into another touchdown. Like th- Players are going to make plays. They're going to they're going to get into the end zone. They're going to step out on the five yard line. They're going to whatever. You saw it last week in the Miami game. You know, on that last drive that or last scoring drive for the Bills is you had multiple players making plays all the way down the field on that. And Khalil Shakir, specifically the pass before Dawson Knox gets gets into the end zone and finishes that off, he steps out at the four yard line. Like, I mean, you can't ask for all these guys to always score um, and they're going to find different ways to get, to get these guys into the mix. And even if they don't score, they're going to be making plays. And, and that's the other thing though, too, is it seems like there's a different person each and every week stepping up and making a play for the bills. Um, I do want to touch on the other part of that real quickly as well. Okay. Um, Cause he, he said, um, you know, that we just released uh Fournette for uh, Matt Hawk. Um, I'm okay with the transaction because, uh, you know, Latavius Murray's blocking, uh, path blocking specifically was, was much better than it was the previous couple weeks that he was in. So I'm okay with having him in there. Um, and Latavius Murray, for whatever reason, seems to seem to have a really good game against the, uh, Against the against the Chiefs the first time so we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about that more as we get into the Chiefs but I did want to touch on that here real quickly and um you know go ahead with what, whatever you're saying I, I apologize Pat
1: no you're okay that's a good point it's still nice it's really nice to see our defense yes we were without Rasul Douglas we were without Christian Benford in that game me personally when I saw Kyer Elam going you know with Deontay Johnson and George Pickens on the other side, I was kind of concerned, you know, because Benford's been playing at a high level this year. But Kyer Elam proved me wrong, you know, and it's to have a guy like A.J. Klein, a veteran, who knows McDermott's scheme, come in and step up for Terrell Bernard was huge. I felt like our defense played well throughout the whole game. We had Linval Joseph active with Daquan Jones active. To have we shut down the running early we forced mason rudolph to throw the ball and, and our corners were playing well enough too to where they couldn't really do that either matt
0: yeah yeah i mean that's that's really what it comes down to is you know guys in this defense i mean they get paid as well you know how right. stepped up you know made that interception in the end zone he basically had two previous plays that were absolute horrible you know he had the he had, he got run over on the third down by um, by Friarmouth, and then um the next play was the uh was the uh, uh the pass interference yep. and then there was a play in between that and the the interception so but he basically ran that route for Johnson. So mm-hmm. with him, you know, playing man like that, it gives me a little bit more confidence and hopefully he starts to build on that confidence as well so that he can start making some plays. And you saw later in the game that he ran another route for, for Pickens this time and almost came up with another interception. Yes. Yeah. He dropped it. Yes. It, you know, should have been caught, whatever, but you know, everybody, you know, those first couple of plays for Kair and they were just like, <laughs> please get him off the field. And then he starts, you know, <laughs> getting, getting into the, the rhythm of everything, you know, because we got to remember he hasn't played since what we five or six
1: week five against Jacksonville, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, maybe, maybe it was the foot that really did end up bothering them. And, and I really, you know, I really, I really think that between Kair Elam, Dane Jackson and Rasul Douglas, they're going to be able to handle the Kansas city receivers this week. Now, when we get into that, we'll go over as far as, you know, who's going to be taking, um, you know, Travis Kelsey or what's going to be lining up. Cause right. you got to remember, uh, you know, Taron Johnson right now is in concussion protocol. He's been, yep. he's been limited. He was limited yesterday. He was a participant today. I don't know how they had, had him listed. I haven't seen the, the, it was limited. They but. had him listed as yeah. limited, but he was, he was doing a lot of things, but he was in a non-contact Jersey. And then the, you know, the shell on his on his head. Right. So, as far as that goes, I'm I'm okay with that. I hope he plays because that would be a huge loss if you don't get him back. Um. So, any other takeaways from from this game specifically before we move on to our next next segment?
1: Yes. Very quick. Shout out to Joe Brady. We kind of went over a couple minutes ago. Everybody got involved. Knox, Kincaid, Sherfield. Like one of the comments says, Deontay Hardy caught a thirty-three yard pass. Deontay Hardy got involved. We attacked the middle of the field, which we both said last week we had to do that in this game, which we did. Mm-hmm. And even Stefan Diggs had a good game too. So it was nice to spread yeah. the ball around and be not predictable.
0: No, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I was I was very happy that they they took advantage of you know going over the middle, like we talked about last week on the show. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they took advantage of getting the ball into their playmakers' hands and and using yards after catch and things like that. And we talked about it earlier with the with the Fleel Shakir touchdown. I mean that that's that's amazing. Like that that's amazing. They're that <laughs> starting to use that amazing. and starting to build on those things moving forward. So um you know with that being said I do want to I do want to um you know kind of move here um into um into our uh, into our poll from last week. So okay. I know you have that real quickly. So if you want to pull that up and the poll oh, yeah. again was brought to everybody yep. uh, brought to you by Elliot uh, Apollos and Sons of Erie. So definitely go ahead and uh, take, take that, take that
1: over. Yes. Yeah, the poll last week was who will have the most impact Sunday for the Buffalo Bills on wildcard weekend. Stefan Diggs, Dawson Kincaid, Ed Oliver, Terrell Bernard. Out of 189 total votes, Dawson Kincaid had the most votes at 33%. Which he did, in my opinion, had the best game out of those three. I love how every single one of those players on that list contributed in some sort of way. Dalton Kincaid had a touchdown, beautiful touchdown pass. And it seems like Josh Allen's starting to go to Dalton Kincaid a lot more. Josh's starting to build that trust with him.
0: Yeah. And it's nice to see that, you know, he's going through that and, and actually doing that with him. So, uh,
1: yeah, and Stefan Diggs, I'm sorry, Ed Oliver was second on the list with 31%, which, if you saw him in the first half, he really was causing some mayhem up there. He was disrupting everything, you know. We, when Ed Oliver gets going, it's hard to stop him. And second, third on the list was Stefan Diggs at 23%. Terrell Bernard, who sadly got hurt, hopefully he's okay, has, he's dealing with a high ankle sprain, was at 13% of the votes. So most most of the voters voted for Dalton going to have the biggest game and they were right. He had the yeah, biggest and, game. Yeah, I
0: mean he 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 led the receiving core with with yards correct as well.
1: I believe so, yes.
0: Yeah. So I mean he he definitely had a good he definitely had a good game. Um both him him and Dawson Knox had good games. I know I know Dawson only caught the caught what? One or two balls, but one of them was for a touchdown. So, yes. Uh, he, makes up for it. Know, so so it it does make up for it. So um you know thank you to everybody who voted um we have we had another one this week we'll go over that a little bit later um you know after we preview the uh the Chiefs game here so definitely stay tuned for that um and uh let me see here um so the next thing I want to kind of get into here real quickly um you know because I'm trying to kind of move us along here through you know (laughs) what we want to do because I really want to start talking about the Chiefs here and kind of previewing that but real quickly I do want to talk about what what has happened around the league um you know we did see some some major upsets this weekend between yes um you know the the Houston Texans over the Browns yes I I call that an I call that an upset because I mean Cleveland's Cleveland's bra- Cleveland's defense was was on running on all cylinders and all of a sudden they just came in and just crapped out so they I, I mean I you know, I mean, I watched that game pretty intently, and and uh, you know, some of the plays that that they were running, and D'Amico Ryan's, you know, the way he has his defense running is just um, they are. I, I do want to say they are a scary team, but for most other teams in the NFL or most other teams in the AFC, I don't. I'm not afraid of them for the Bills because of you know McDermott's record against you know rookie quarterbacks, so which is actually really good. Um, Very good. So, as far as that goes, um, so we had the, the the Texans win. We had um, <clears throat> we the had game the game. Chiefs win. We had the Chiefs win on the AFC side. Um, so it's going to be Baltimore and Houston, and obviously Buffalo and Kansas City. And then on the NFC side, you had you had um, you had two two huge upsets. Yes, huge upsets. You no longer have one of the previous Super Bowl winners in in the playoffs anymore. In the Eagles, Tampa Bay, they went down there. Philly um, was not coming in that great. They were one for one for five or one for six yep. on on you know on the season after they had lost to the Bills. Um, that one one win was to the Bills. Um, so, and I think they finished at one for six. So or one and six uh, down the stretch there. Tampa Bay took took advantage and and they played a heck of a heck of a game. So, um I was I w- I was shocked in seeing that, but also um, at the same time, I was even more shocked at the Green Bay game. That that game is just
1: wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> you
0: had you had a Dallas fan and we found out uh yesterday that sent a, a a petition or like a legal letter to the NFL saying that the 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 uh
1: the Packers, the Packers cheated,
0: cheated. It, it, like just absolutely crazy. I know you can find that on Twitter if anybody wants to see it. it. It's absolutely crazy the letter that that was written, and then he he actually got a letter back from from the NFL. So, which was pretty pretty funny to see that. So, um, so in the NFC, you have uh, the first seven seed that actually beat a two seed since the playoff format had, had changed. Uh, and then you have the, now you have the 49ers going against the Packers and you have the lions going against the, um, um, help me out real quick. Thank you. Thank you to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, um, there's going to be some good football again this week. I mean, as far as, so real quickly, Pat, how do you see, uh, we'll make our prediction for the bills game later in the show. Okay. But how, how do you see the, um, everything shaping up?
1: Well, I do see Houston beating Baltimore. The last time Baltimore benched their starters for two weeks was in 2019, and they lost to Tennessee. You don't play your starters for two weeks and expect them to jumpstart right back to where they were. There's gonna be, they're going come to come off a little bit rusty, and I think that's when Houston's going to jump up on them. That's just going to be too much of a hole for Baltimore to climb out of. Then in the NFC side, I do see Detroit beating Tampa Bay. Detroit's at home. They fired. They were firing on all cylinders in that first half against the Rams. So I yeah, do have I mean, Detroit the, winning that.
0: The Rams held them to three points, and they were lucky to hold on. I mean, l- let's just be serious about that. Yeah. They, they were le- lucky enough to hold on to that game. They played really good in the red zone. For whatever reason, um, the Rams couldn't put the ball in the end zone whether it was play calling or what, but they just couldn't get the ball over the over the goal line here uh, at the end of the, at, at any of their three drives, four drives that they had down in the the red zone. And they, they ended up losing by one point. Um, you know, I, I just want to speak on that real quickly, because I, I really think Sean McVay should have taken advantage of one of those times and at least go for it once, because what's the worst <laughs> that's going to happen? What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to be down by four. Oh, I'm sorry. You lost by one. So like a touchdown gets you seven, seven after the point at point after. So that puts you in front and your defense was playing great. Who knows what happens afterwards. It's just like, it's just like you can't play that. What if game? Cause again, you know, as far as, as far as Kadarius Tony, you know, his foot was on the line, but you don't call that Josh Allen still has a minute and 12 seconds left to drive down the field. And we've seen what both Mahomes and Allen could do with less time. So, We'll get into that here when we get to the, the you know, the chief stuff, but you just don't know. You can't make predictions like that, but you take it. You take advantage of what you can when you're down there. So um,
1: I, I agree. I think personally, four minutes left on that fourth down instead of punting, They should have went for it. Sean McVay should have went for it. You yeah, know, I agree. And for the Green Bay San Francisco game, just very quick. Can Jordan Love do what Aaron Rodgers couldn't? and beat San Francisco in the playoffs. Me personally, I mean, when you have a young team like that who doesn't know they're not supposed to win those type of games, that's a dangerous team. I do have San Francisco winning.
0: I it's do too. I think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be a struggle, but I think it's going to be a, a closer game than what people think because, again, agreed. San, San Francisco did the same thing Baltimore did. They've not had a player play in the last three weeks. And, you know, it's tough to kind of, you know, I know these guys are in the, you know, tip top condition and everything like that, but you can't sit down for three weeks and go into practice and, and do the weight room and stuff like you can't get live football action from, from that, those, those specific points of view. Right. So you gotta, you you gotta take what you can, uh, but. You basically not had live football action for the last three weeks. By the time they're playing,
1: you can't simulate game speed in in a practice. You just can't. No,
0: no, you really can't. I mean, and and you know, and that's one of the things that I think that you know, flipping over the AFC side, Houston may have a little bit of a problem with is 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 Lamar Jackson because again, you can't replicate that in practice. You don't have somebody that's that you know is running like running like Lamar Jackson does and things like that, you can replicate it as best as you can and kind of work on your plan. But, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens in that game as well. I personally have Houston winning that game as well. Um, and I also have the uh, the, uh, the 49ers beating the, uh, the Packers. But again, I think it's going to be a lot closer than what, what most people think. So, um, with that being said, I do want to, um, I do want to kind of move into, uh, the stats that you had pulled up before we uh, before we do start going over the um, the Kansas City uh, Kansas City Chiefs preview. So yep. real quickly before we do that though, um, I do want to go into our poll this week. Um, Let's do it. You know, and again, that that was sponsored by Elliot Apollos and Sons of Erie. Definitely check both of them out. Uh, SonsofErie.com and then Iliad Apollos. Uh, definitely check them out. Uh, 3785 South Park Avenue, Blaisdell, New York, 14219. And again, on Google, you can reserve a table, order online, or definitely go into the restaurant for a great atmosphere. So um, go ahead and uh, whenever you're ready, uh, go ahead
1: and uh, give us the poll. Yes, the poll for this week was which Buffalo Bills defensive player will have the biggest impact in the upcoming showdown Bills versus Chiefs? Ed Oliver, Rasul Douglas, Leonard Floyd, or Jordan Poyer. Out of 339 total votes, Ed Oliver was number one in votes at 47%. In second place, at 38% was Rasul Douglas. We don't know if he plays. He did say he was going to play. Leonard played at 10% and Jordan Poyer at 5%. Me personally, yeah, I, I voted for Ed Oliver.
0: I voted for Rasul Douglas because I mean, just coming out of the horse's mouth that he's playing, he said he could have played last week, but he felt like he was, he, he was angry that he was held out of that game. So um definitely hope to see him back this week. Um, You know, and, and definitely going to be, it would be a leg up um, for, for the team. So um but yeah, I mean as far as that goes, I mean, I think I think both Rasul Douglas and Ad Oliver kind of I want to say not necessarily work off of each other, but if Ad Oliver's having a great game, you should probably see Rasul Douglas or any of the, the you know the defensive backs having a great game as well. Right. As long as they right. can hold you know hold coverage. So um and another one real quickly too that I want to touch on here real quick from from the previous week is it looks like um looks like Von Miller's back to back to form a little bit. Yes. He even said today that he feels like he's back. So, which is we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely see. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Which could be scary, you know, if Von Miller starts playing like Von Miller before he tore his ACL last year. This this could really help Buffalo make a deep run into the into the playoffs into the Super Bowl. I mean, we saw him against Pittsburgh last week. Those like last like three or four plays, he was constantly in the backfield. The one time I thought he had a sack. I thought he did. Then I think Ed Oliver ended up getting the sack.
0: Well, it, it actually turned into a roughing the passer on that. That's one right. It was roughing he, hit, the passer. he hit him in the head, but um, yeah, I mean, but that spin move looked like, you know, 24 year old Von Miller, like that. He had yes, something he was doing. 10 years ago, so, so definitely want to, um, definitely want to see what he can do, uh, you know, in this game against the chiefs as well. Um, but I do at this point right now, I do want to bring on, um, Our guest, our our special guest this week, Um, everybody on Twitter knows him as Student Body, right? Great friend of the show and uh, definitely want to bring him on real quickly. So hang on one second.
2: What is up, guys? Can you hear me okay?
0: Yes, we can. Yeah, absolutely, Student. How are you tonight? I'm how, well.
2: how many how many different animals am I seeing in the background there, Mister Dyer? <laughs> there
0: is two. There is two right now.
2: It's a uh, sleeping dog and a cat, and I would say that uh, we've definitely uh, woke up the sleeping dog of the Bills. Yes. Uh, yes. I yes. mean, this is this is kind of a magical magical run, and uh, and it seems like they're they're playing efficient and with purpose, uh, angry purpose. And if you guys want to lead to it. I would think that starts with maybe our healthiest group, the D-line. The D-line has to be game planned for. They have to be respected. And I kind of think one of those big things is uh, the guy we signed for all the big bucks, at Oliver. I mean, just the strength, the, the push-pull. Um, he might see some reps against uh, the most penalized uh, guy in the NFL right now, uh, Jawan Taylor. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean the, the yeah. senseless, uh, the senseless uh, callback. You know, uh, on that KC touchdown, it's like, man, you got to play with some discipline. And uh, when you get worn down, your mental faculties, you know, kind of in the game, kind of go by the wayside. And that is, uh, I think that might be some easy pickings for us because you know they're interior three, they're going to play cohesive and they're going to play hard. I mean, and one of the things that I think you know the big cat at Al- Oliver brings. You start taking control of those offensive linemen by force. There's a lot of free hands to bat down some balls, which I don't know. We got some lengthy cats out of Russo, you know, out of Epinesa. Might not be the tallest, but they were drafted for their measurables, their reach. And you can get some balls batted down versus a very dynamic quarterback. And anything to disrupt the flow is is going to be paramount in this one.
0: And we saw it last, uh, especially, you know, last last time we played the Chiefs is, what was it fourth play in AJ Epinesa jumps in the air and intercepts the ball. And unfortunately he fell on the ball and got injured. But I mean, the, you know, he's what? Six, 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 um,
2: Vanessa, I think he might be listed a little taller than he is because I've, I've (laughs) had the fortunate capacity capacity to be around him. And you know, I'm a big cat. I'm six, three. And, I wouldn't say, you know, he's going to be stealing my lunch money if we're in the play yard. He's He might be six <laughs> four, but, you know, just watching some of those guys grow into their bodies, like Epinesa, you take a kid, you know, kind of skinny, much like Rousseau, and you give him proper training table, proper nutrition, it leads me to be, uh, believe that a guy like Kincaid, who is pretty raw, I mean, uh, a guy like, uh, you know, he, he played a bit of his career at the one A level. Shout out one A uh but uh you get him you get him on the training table in in one of the best like weight rooms and one of the best you know uh training staffs out there who's to say that he's not going to mirror a Spencer Brown in terms of bodily growth and you know letting their athleticism athleticism shine through uh, mirror a uh, Rousseau mirror an Evanessa um because you know this is what we do in drafts we 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 draft for a couple core qualities and one of those is coachability and the ability t- to be developed And I think we've done a core, fantastic job of uh, uh, of drafting for development. I think you're seeing that with such a robust D line.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you already you see it every single weekend at 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 Oliver, and that's one of the things I wanted to you know I have a couple things I wanted to ask you you know tonight. Yeah, sure, absolutely. While while we're on the show, but um, one of the things was uh, was about Ed Oliver is you know how is he you know, getting pressure on the, on the quarterback when the previous four years, it hasn't looked like he's done that. Is it more, you know, strength? Is it more, you know, he's now more into it. Is it more, he wants to go out and prove people wrong?
2: Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, uh, you know, underlying motive guy. You know, these guys are the, in the NFL, not to prove anything, but to their God and to their self, you know, they're out there. Balls to the wall every day, trying to show up for guys that they spend eight months out of the year with. You know, there's nothing more important than to prove the guys you go to quote unquote it's overused adage battle with that you're reliable and that like you can play within the system of 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 what you're told to operate. But I think one of the core things that they do really well out of their nickel personnel is running D line D line games. They run an like an incredible ram stunt package. They run an incredible dart scheme. And, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting and I don't, you don't see it that often. You know, that, uh, that, that big sack that they pushed them right out of field goal range for the Steelers. They're running double swim moves. You have a interior tackle. If, it, it, you know, if the edge wasn't going to get there, the, the interior was because they play with length and they play with purpose and within uh, a scheme. Say what you want about Eric Washington, you know, say, you know, the, the rotation, you know, I know people have had dust ups and end up leaving, but he has a strong command schematically about what works, whether it's push pull. I don't think we run a ton of twists, pin your ears back and go in and get it. And, uh, it, it's, it's, he's working within his scheme very well, and it doesn't hurt that he is so athletic, so big so strong and he's got to be game plan for.
0: Yeah, I mean absolutely. And you know, it's, <laughs> as long as Eric Eric Washington doesn't make fun of the hogs, I, I'm good. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, as, any as a that so. is a
2: sick reference, my friend. <laughs> um
0: any defensive line's doing it any defensive line coach is doing their job as long as they're not talking. Um but anyways, <laughs> anyways, um you know, a little little uh, PTSD on that. But um what were you what were you three (laughs) i was seven but still still big 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 bills fan still watch the game
2: i I want to put you i want to put you on blast a little bit not many people know how how good you were i wish you'd talk about that more you uh ladies and gentlemen matt matt had a pretty formidable high school career uh so let that be known i won't i won't i won't put you on the the griddle that hot
0: no, you're, you're good. You're good. I just don't like to talk about it because I'm, I'm an average Bills fan. I, I'm average at football at this point in my life. So, um, you know. Not that was like
2: one I'm of the things there, I actually but... tweeted about was, you know, I, I played against Joe Flacco in college. I, you know, I played against Josh Norman. I've gotten fat, skinny, super fat, really fat, broke, skinny-ish, and these guys are still playing football. Yeah, You know, I've, I've issues creaking my knees out of bed and they're still operating in the playoffs. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> well, so the one thing I don't do, want to see Matt. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I think we might be talking about this. No, no,
0: no I ahead. was literally just going to start to ask you the next question about AJ Klein, go but ahead. I'll
2: let you go ahead. No, AJ Klein. I'd love to answer it. And I, I sent a tweet out yeah. this before. I have two AJ Klein jerseys. I have uh, number 52 In a number 56 he wore 54 on on monday that shows you how much of a stalwart and how you know how long he's been in on this team you know he's a to go like they said off the couch to wearing the green dot that's incredible that's like that's truly like people know his character know his trust and you can play within uh all those dynamic calls you do have to make at that middle linebacker position Especially when you're switching out of cover two, when you're rocking down, when when sh- you know, when force changes on the fly due, due to pre-stat motion. And and they're comfortable at his age that he can flip the hips and get into coverage. I mean, I hope Bernard goes, right? But I don't I think I think that performance is is replicable. I, I, I think that he's still got the gas and the juice and, and the want to be here that you know you might see another big tackle game. Because anytime you can get in that nickel coverage, you take the pressure off of, you know, losing Taron Johnson to set the force and stuff like that. And you have an East West evading middle linebacker that, you know, he's still got the nasty, the nasty matters. Spencer Brown got the nasty, you know, Mitch Morse when someone, uh, you know, so uncouthly hits Josh, you saw he's got the nasty. AJ Klein is fired up. He's not scared to run on special teams. He, he's a multi-tool player and any that's just something you have to core possess to be doing it that well. And that, and that dynamically at his age.
0: Yeah. Um, specifically on Mitch Morris, I shot out a tweet over, uh, um, you know, during the game when I, after Josh scored the first t- or through the first touchdown pass and uh, Mitch picked him up. I, I, I said, uh, you know, Mitch looks nice and warm in that sweater he's wearing. So.
2: Oh man. Um,
0: <laughs> i'm a, i'm a little jealous can't can't grow the uh the the body hair like that but uh
2: oh i oh um, buddy I, I got it in spades over here
0: <laughs> but uh um yeah i mean what what is we saw the play that aj klein made against um against jalen warren to you know come out of the backfield and stop him basically dead in his tracks yeah red red and reacted to it and and made the play i mean they picked that up who knows what happens from there um you know, because they could start driving down the field and uh, you know <laughs> score another touchdown. I mean, and, and, or at
2: least get three. And when we were facing that tunnel end zone, I, I, I'm firm that that ball doesn't get picked off or even thrown uh, by Kyer if there isn't like an "oh shit, they coming" moment. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is kind of a bit how I wanted to pivot, if I may, in terms of yeah, yeah, blitz, right blitzing ahead. blitzing Mahomes.
0: Yeah, go right ahead.
2: A little bit of a hot take. I don't want to see anyone who's less less athletic than Mahomes blitzing him. I think it's a uh, it, it, it's it's a liability. Uh, I don't I don't want to see uh, our linebackers getting getting too much in there, anything like that. Anybody applying outside pressure to Mahomes who's less less athletic, he's going to make you a fool, and that's kind of how he how how he operates. Well, extending plays, you know, breaking coverage. You can't cover you can't cover after four Mississippi. Mahomes is a little different. After four Mississippi with a lot of quarterbacks, you're like, oh, we're about to, we're about to sack him. With four Mississippi, the longer Mahomes extends the play, the more, oh God, this is gonna get bad. Because he's he's he he he's he's made a Super Bowl over extending plays and knowing in nuance where his receivers are gonna be. Now, whether they catch the ball, that's been a problem this year. But I yeah. don't that's like kind of one of my core beliefs is containment of Mahomes. And I do not want to see us getting overzealous of bringing pressure who we know in our court is not as athletic as 15. I, I think, I yeah, think I it's a it, cost.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly, you know, that's exactly right. And, you know, as far as Mahomes goes, I mean, it's the same thing with him and Josh Allen, I, I, you know, you know, Batman versus Superman this week, you know, it, it, it you know, pick, pick one, Um, you know, yeah. one and two, one and two in the NFL. And that, that's the thing, just like you said, you, you wait those four, four seconds for Mississippi and you, you expect those guys to be, you know, popping out, from in their in Mahomes' red jersey, or you expect to see the fifteen pop out from all the all the pressure in the pocket, or Josh Allen, you know, evade evade the pressure and make a make a throw downfield, or make make a throw like he did against against the Chiefs to Latavius Murray, where he's falling out of bounds, and you know, if Murray catches that more cleanly, he he could still be running. So I mean, it, these are these are two of the best quarterbacks I will say that we've probably seen since. Brady and and Manning. Like and and I don't like to make that comparison because they're not there yet. But those two specifically are probably the best quarterbacks that we've seen since then. And both of them are head and shoulders more athletic.
2: I think when you go into those comparisons, you say Brady and Manning, they're way more similar than Mahomes and and Josh are. Mm -hmm. Like I I know I know it's a a commonality because they play the same position, but they're dynamic for very much their own reasons, Mm -hmm. you know. Mahomes is not a bruiser. He does not have the arm Josh has, and he he, he kind of guns it out of his hand if nothing's there. Well, why Josh? You know, someone called him a bulldozer uh, that married a golden retriever. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's a funny comparison, but like uh, you live and die by uh, some of his his cowboy ball, and his cowboy ball has kind of transformed to from forcing it to. I think there's a calculated risk reward of his cowboy ball now, where before he had to make something happen. Now it's like, if this goes right, it goes right and it will happen. So his cowboy ball has actually kind of uh, changed. He's kind of become like a more, you know, gray in the beard, uh, probably went from smoking parliaments to, you know, marble reds. And, uh, you know, he's a little bit more seasoned and weathered. But I think it's okay to say just because they play quarterback doesn't mean they are at all as similar as like a, you know, Brady and a Manning.
0: Well, and that's the th- that's the other thing, though, too. And and I'll ask you because we've seen it all week from not only you know Pittsburgh fans, but also some pundits in the media and things like that. And you brought up Hero Ball, Cowboy Ball from Josh Allen. Do you think he he fake slid there?
2: Um, I think he played within the rules. I think it's a little rich that Pittsburgh fans are are uh, you know standing on their apple box crying when Kenny Pickett invented this in college. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, use all the tools in your arsenal, and I didn't see a flag. um everyone lined up off size. Um <laughs> but I didn't see a flag and he played within the rules. Also, like, it's kind of rich that we're all sitting on our couch tweeting about like, you know, what he did when like, I don't know what it's like to be six, five that weight and like that athletic. How do we know that's not or- how he organically moves? I mean, play within the rules and your skill set and he's got a stern knowledge of the rules and a uh, cornucopia of skills of which were on display on Sunday so
0: yeah no and I, I, I fully enjoyed that and um, to me it looked like he juked it looks it looked like anything else any other play that he's made um, and then he ran ran over the, def, uh, the defensive back like it was just he ran through them and and you know ended up picking up speed at the end there too looked at the looked at the jumbotron and picked up speed because he saw nobody else behind him. So, um, I mean,
2: yeah, they absolutely, you know, had their opportunity to tackle him. So whether he was sliding or not, you, you know, you didn't tackle him afterwards. You didn't, you didn't, you, and you didn't catch up to him either. So, uh, I mean, to say the reason he, 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 you know, he went off like that is just, I think, disingenuous. Yeah. You know?
0: So as far as, um, as far as uh, the the Chiefs game goes, um, how are you feeling about like if if Kyir Elam were to start? Do you trust him a little bit more now, or are you more leaning towards Dane Jackson if if a Benford can't go?
2: I think the body of work Kyir put on film makes him less susceptible to be a target or be picked on. Um, I think that. This is clearly a healthy Kyer, and uh, a resilient Kyer. Pass interference, you know, got to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps, and we dial in, and we we get a very, very demoralizing pick. And I, I just love—I I don't know—I love Kyer's attitude. I love that he was getting jawed, jawed nonstop in, in his in his face, and he doesn't go to you know dance on that guy's grave. He goes, produces the ball, and he goes over. Go get it, you know. It's just that non-selfish, like cohesiveness. That you know, when you're not uh, when you're not due to be picked on, you're you're more cohesive. They're they're now they're now like you know scheming scheming for scheme, not scheming for liabilities. And I think Kyrie put a great body of work that maybe he isn't the uh, undeveloped quote unquote, can't get it right bust that, you know, people are so easy to pop off on. You know, I, I, I think that there's no shot that he took uh, that injury time off as like a time to, you know, slack off or everybody knows he was, he's the first one in last one out. I mean, that's well reported. So I think the bot, like I said, the body of work he put on in the field makes him less susceptible to be picked on. And, and if you want to pick up, you know what you want to pick on him. I'm kind of like, uh let's see what happens. Good luck. Cause.
0: Yeah. I mean, Oh. I, I I met him you know I personally met him you know this year at a charity event over the summer and it, oh, you, you could know, tell him it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was actually it was actually a students uh, charity event um that, that was held here in Hamburg so uh definitely a lot of fun but Kyer was there and uh he nicest guy in the world you know would t- talk to you for for as long as he as long as you wanted him to and i I really hope that he does turn turn it around and actually start playing uh, well, and you saw, he did play well, minus two plays in the Pittsburgh game. Um, I don't think they targeted him, targeted him very much after the interception, uh, that he had. And you saw what happened when they did target him is he almost got another interception. So, and on top of that too, he was running routes last year for, um, in the chiefs game, uh, in, in that, in that preseason or in the, uh, regular season game against the chiefs. He picked another one off against against mahomes in the end zone that turned everything right around so i mean it i'm excited to see what he can do um fully healthy because as far as it goes is it really does show that something was bothering him earlier in the year and they're not just throwing him on ir after week six to, it didn't
2: feel like lack of effort it didn't feel like yeah. he uh, you know it didn't feel like the mentals were off Although there's something to be commended about his mentals, to be mm-hmm. to be like kind of you know all these expectations and they're not quite met and then to be sidelined by you know a residual industry or injury, and you know for him to pick himself up and kind of be the guy in a couple key moments that kind of tells you you know the resiliency of what he has. So Pat, what do you uh, what, what
1: what's your pulse on uh, on two four Kyer? Kyrie, I felt like he had a very good game against Pittsburgh. You know, he wasn't, he finally was not hurt. He was fully healthy. He only allowed, what, one reception for 12 yards? Yeah, it was a touchdown, but he also had an interception. So, I mean, I felt like he had a very good game. George Pickens did not pick on him like how he did last year. And I feel like, you know, if he has to play against Kansas City, he will do his job. And if he had to go up against Rasheed Rice, MVS, he will do his job.
2: I mean, that's pretty damn well said.
1: Thank you. Now, I do have a question for you, student. Tell me. If a guy like Dorian Williams has to play in this game, how much of an impact do you think he can make?
2: Thanks for making it easy, homie. (laughs) Dorian Williams needs to trust the call that comes out of the green dot. He needs to trust that his safeties will fill the alley. He needs to trust on cloud force. He needs uh he can he can rock down and play with a little bit uh more zealousness, but not out of scheme. Sometimes when the moment gets fast and big, you know, when the Chiefs get going, Chiefs get going, you have to think in your head, what is being placed in front of me? What is my assignment? Where is my support? That's what it is. What's the force? Who who has to turn the play in? It's either it's three things: it's cloud, it's backer, or it's sky. Cloud. The corner has the force, meaning to spill everything in. Backer, that means your uh, inside linebacker has the force, spill everything outside. Or the safety has to get to the alley on the double to turn everything inside. If he can put everything in front of him and take a pre-snap moment about what is my role within the defensive call, we're cherry. Kid's an athlete, right? You know, a- a- am I am I saying that we're he's going to get the call? You know, to do a shadow rock. Probably not. But we're not gonna put too much on his plate because we realize that we have a very, very, very dynamic two guys behind us, Hoyer and Pied, or Hyde and uh Poyer, Poyer Pied. That'd be a sick, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and uh our defensive line. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna define alleys, they're gonna define uh gap schemes. And I, I would like to think that uh, we're gonna make it a, a touch easier if he has to play on him but we won't uh, schematically adjust for his presence on the field. So, did that answer your question a little bit? Yes.
1: No, it did. Thank you. Okay.
0: So my my other question is, who, how do you think that they um, – I know that he hasn't had that great of a year this year or, you know, in his standards, um, but how do you think that they stop somebody like Travis Kelsey with, with a Bernard who is your coverage linebacker out or, um, you know, Dodson may play, but – is he going to move? Would he move to the middle? AJ Klein plays the weak side. How do they, how do they kind of handle Travis Kelsey in that p- position?
2: I caught myself staring down like at my keyboard because I have so many thoughts on this. So um let me break it down. Something palatable. Okay. We'll go with the, uh the best dynasty ever, the Patriots, right? Who do you think is most analogous to, uh, Travis Kelsey in terms of who Tom Brady's guy is
1: Gronkowski. Yeah. Gronk.
2: It's not, it's Julian Edelman, the body language, the absolute synchronization that if a play breaks down or the second and third read isn't there, they know where each other's going and they're going to find the scene. That was what Edelman was to Brady. And that is what I think Kelsey is. Now the reason he is kind of like Gronk, and I shouldn't have sun you, because he's an athlete. If you you press him vertical up the hash and like a cover two, if if you're not like on your horse, he's he's gonna he's gonna be able to catch some balls. But I think some of uh, the biggest fear I have is the Edelman effect. Of they're so in sync, they're so in sync, man. Play breaks down. It's almost like a nod means this. Uh, a hand motion means this, and that's kind of what made those Patriots great—is is a breakdown, uh, things like that. But they—he does have the body type of Gronk, where you, you press vertical on a, in a cover too. Like you're, gonna, I'm gonna straight up have a bad time, you know, because uh, you know a play, Then you have to account for play action. If he gets that uh, a field, uh, you know, uh, the RPO quick dish, um, that is my fear with Kelsey, not not um. It's when that play breaks down, and it, 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 it's a all-encompassing fear because back to the four Mississippi thing. You know, a play breaks down, coverage breaks down. You, you, you can't expect them to cover them forever. You know, after four Mississippi, whatever coverage you're in, unless it was man, uh, it's it's going to be a, a touch of a free-for-all because you, you you can't always contain your your area and your space because things break free. So that is my fear with Kelsey.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's um, so as far, like I was watching some stuff with uh, Dan Orlovsky today, um, personally, um, you know, just gaining more football knowledge as we go here. Um, but he was, he was showing a lot of the, a lot of the different things that the bill that McDermott was doing as far as disguising coverages and how he would have somebody drop, you know, it would be one high safety look and then somebody drop the, you know, Taron Johnson would drop back into the safety and, and Hyden uh, come across. And, and, you know, we saw that on one of the plays where Mason Rudolph threw it, you know, thought his receiver is going to be in one place and had to fit it in a place. So mm-hmm. as far as the defense disguising, you know, against it, do you think that that gets to Mahomes or do you think that he's seen enough by now that it's just not going to be that, that they're going to p- play kind of straight up, just go get Mahomes?
2: He's 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 seen enough. That is a brilliant point. But um I see a touch of frustration a lot with Mahomes. Um I this is it's it's dumb to dump on players, but like they're a team that sometimes in in big moments lacks mental focus. Um and for him to be doing so much to be so great just to get the opportunity to get that ball out. Uh, thank you Kevin Misery. Um what was I, I saying? I thought you thought, thought you'd enjoy
0: that one. Um no, I enjoyed nothing that... about him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying Kevin's um, a homie. Um, I you're saying uh, how fast he can get the ball out and what he's what he's seen.
2: Yeah, he's seen a lot, but like they have a the Chiefs have a problem catching the ball. They they, they have they have a problem, uh I, I believe sometimes with focus. Um the quips about you know, this has to be the Taylor Swift curse you know with with you know him dropping balls and stuff like that i've never seen this amount of drop balls out of uh, patrick mahomes offense you know and cold conditions are not going to make that any easier not a touch easier you know that ball that ball feels like you know a stone and the ground feels like cement and it, it wears on your limbs i mean you see it in how many arm tackles have been ran through in the last couple of weeks you know, you're not getting the circulation. You're not getting, you know, the the rest you're accustomed to in between plays. I mean, it's it's a fast play clock, but by the time you get the call in and stuff like that, your body's tensed up. You're you're still picking yourself up off the ground, and stuff like that. So there is a wear in all these things. In the way how how fast and how direct he gets that ball out, maybe that accounts for a touch of of these drops. Um, but I I, I don't think you see a ton of drops with the Bills. You know. The Joe Brady offense makes you cover every, every blade of grass and, um, and those balls are coming out just as hot, but with, with less of a drop rate. Um, so I think that's like just an interesting perspective and that's not, you know, that's not dumping on the chiefs. They're here for a reason, but like the better they do that, the more fearful I am. And the worse they do that, the more comfortable I I am with our, our with the disguises, with 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 us taking a, a few liberties as to as to who who's coming where, I don't think you are going to fool Mahomes in terms of uh, in terms of where the pressure is coming from. I think it'd be great to be well defined that our best athlete is coming for your best athlete. I think it's a uh, it, it's a pulpit to, to to send a middle linebacker to and think you are going to get a great result. But if if you bring a corner like a a, a rock or even a rock safety, right? If you take away that and he's got to scramble, you got some big bits going up and he's going to take away a lot of, lots of visual throwing lanes. Okay. That's, that's what I think.
0: Yeah. And I mean, switching over real quick to the offense here, um, you know, you you touched on it a little bit is, is uh, Joe Brady makes you cover every, every blade of grass. And I think that's what a lot of us have been waiting for, especially with as much, talent this offense has on the, on the field between James Cook, between Stefan Diggs, between even somebody like Deontay Hardy, who got open, you know, has been getting open more, you know, he caught a 33 yard catch last week, you know, stuff like that is definitely something that you, you know, we all have to you know take into account as we're watching, as we're watching the game Um, is this is the type of offense that we wanted to see from, from Josh, from, from the bills with all the talent that they have. So, I I mean, it's, it's tough when Josh takes it upon himself to play, you know, get that, that sugar rush that he gets every once in a while.
2: Golden retriever and a bulldozer.
0: (laughs) I will absolutely (laughs) take that every single time. um, As long as he's my quarterback there and he's not getting himself hurt, because I would rather see the, the seven out of 10 times that he makes that special play and live with the three that he doesn't. So I mean, it, it's just really you know I'm I'm a huge fan of Josh Allen. Um, you know, um, I did want to I did want to just uh, well, um, can I
2: expand? To, let me ask Pat a question on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Up? So you think on this ramp up, we've proven that we aren't afraid to deviate and we will win games a lot of different ways. Yes, we've seen we've we've, we've seen James Cook win a game. Yeah, we've seen Josh take over. We've seen Shakir just. Shake it and bake. Yes. I I think we've uh, developed a less of a committed identity on offense with Joe Brady. We will win games a few different ways. What game are you going to get?
1: I don't know. You know, you can get a game from Knox, Kincaid, Cook. Joe Brady uses everybody. That's what I like about Joe Brady. He uses everybody. He features his running backs and tight ends in the passing game, which I really like. Because now you can't just... To cover the receivers, you can't just double step on digs now. I'm like, okay, Knox and you know, just man coverage, Knox and can he, he
2: was unafraid to tell Ty Johnson to go have a day, right? You know, right? It's great, good stuff. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I mean, with that leading into that, um, I do want to kind of um, wrap this up. So, um, as far as the Chiefs game goes, from both you guys, um, what are you know, we'll, we'll go to student first and then we'll go to Pat. Um, what do you think happens? What do you think we see from this from this game specifically at the end of it?
2: I think you'll see all eyes in the NFL on us, on the Chiefs. I think that um, something is going to come out of who wins this game. I don't think it's by far a, a foregone conclusion that it's the Ravens. I think that people on the NFC are going to be watching this. The Ravens and Texans are going to be watching because uh, there is this underlying feeling with me that this is a great prove it moment. Is it all for naught, Or is, I mean, is, 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 is it, is it it? Because, you know, I hate the thing that like, you wanted this test. You wanted this test. They want to win against any and all. I truly believe that. And if they can find uh w- it within themselves to trust their coaching, to uh support each other, then don't break and trust that we are always one play away from the end zone. Uh I think you're going to find something beautiful in watching this game. You can't ask you can't ask for a, a, a more exciting matchup.
1: And go ahead, Pat. I agree. You know, we're going to see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go to war for the seventh time in their career. These guys know each other. They know each other's defenses. I have a feeling Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to light up the scoreboards. This is just going to be a game where the defenses are just going to have to take the back seat and let the offenses, let the offenses take care of business.
2: Uh, a part of me does think, Matt,
1: yeah,
0: there
2: will be a moment we're talking about next week. Like that moment
0: there always is. There always is with those yep. two, whether it's 13 seconds, whether it's the, the 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 throw Josh made last year, whether it's a hurdle, whatever it is. I mean, it, there's always a moment between these two teams and whether that goes from, that goes right down from coaching on both sides because they know each other very well. Um, McDermott growing up in the Andy Reid system um, to, you know, two of the best quarterbacks out there. So um, I'm going to, um, you know, both of a, both student and I are going to step back for a second. Pat, I know you have a couple stats you wanted to rattle off real quickly, and then we're going to go over some score predictions.
2: Guys, great having me. Truly, truly love being here. Do you want me to stand? To st- chill? What do you yeah, want? Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Stay yeah. We are.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the, ahead, old dragon, the old dragon, okay. the old dragon's got to uh, relieve itself. So <laughs>
1: I'll be back. <laughs> Take
0: your time. Take your time.
1: Yeah. So I broke down the. Josh Allen numbers and Patrick Mahomes numbers in their six games combined. Both of them have a three and three record. This is basically the tail of the tape, Matt, like we were talking about earlier. You got the blue corner and you have the red corner. This is the tail of the tape. Josh Allen and Mahomes are both three and three against each other. Josh Allen has 134 completions on 220 attempts, 1,615 passing yards, 15 passing touchdowns, three interceptions to go along with. 59 rushing attempts, 321 yards, three rushing touchdowns, which comes out to 18 total touchdowns. To where Patrick Mahomes again is three and three against the Buffalo Bills, 166 completions on 245 passing attempts, 1,809 passing yards, 14 total, 14 passing touchdowns, five interceptions, 35 rushing attempts for 200 yards, one rushing touchdown, and 15 total touchdowns. So these two guys ball out against each other. You know, Josh Allen always plays good against the Chiefs. Mahomes always has good has always has a good game against the Bills. So I broke that down to a per game average. Josh Allen, roughly this is on average, twenty two completions for thirty six attempts, two hundred and sixty nine passing yards, three total touchdowns. Where Mahomes is, you typically twenty seven completions, forty pass attempts, three hundred and one passing yards. And two touchdowns per game to go along with Josh Allen's nine rushing attempts, fifty-three rushing yards, and Mahomes' five rushing attempts, thirty-three yards. Jesus. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're a lot closer than than people think, and and you right. you hear people like Nick Wright stand, yeah. you know, standing on business saying Mahomes is so much better than Josh Allen, and and everything like that, and and we'll we'll see this weekend. I mean, we'll definitely see this weekend. We finally got what we asked for. Um, you know, having the game in, in, in Buffalo, we finally got that, you know, yeah. thank you to the Raiders for that, um, <laughs> for beating <laughs> the Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> thank you.
1: Um, Dan, it and, feels good uh, to be at home. Yes. It does. Yes,
0: it does. It absolutely awesome. does. So the last couple things I have here for us, um, uh, you guys score predictions real quick. Uh,
2: I'm going 24, 23. I believe in my heart that we will inflict a safety. And the Buffalo Stampede Drum Corps finally shows us why they get 60 free seats in the end zone. 24 to 24-21. I'm just kidding. They're not going to do that. And I still don't know why they get 60 free seats in prime real estate where you can be the loudest. Guess I have a problem with that. Moving on.
0: Just, just want to make sure 24-21 <laughs> bills, right?
2: 24-21. And if the Stampede shows up, 24-23.
0: Okay. And then, uh, Pat, your score prediction?
1: I do have us winning thirty-seven to twenty-six. I feel like this is a game where I have a fact here: the Chiefs have only yeah, but- beaten one one team, one playoff team this year, and it was the Miami Dolphins. To where Buffalo has beaten five, the Chiefs have only beaten Mi- Miami, the playoff team. The Bills have beaten Miami, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Dallas, and Pittsburgh. Now,
2: that is a robust characterization of calling the Dolphins a playoff team. <laughs> who well, let me ask you quick quick yeah. quick quick who had a definitely. worse meltdown the birds or the fins
0: uh probably the eagles one and six in the hey. last you know however long after being 10 and one that's i think that's a little bit more than than you know losing out on the division but
1: what do i know no, i agree <laughs> i think it's definitely the birds it's definitely the eagles
2: yeah i mean i um, want to say that I want to say the Dolphins, but I should probably stop formulating opinions about teams based on how their fans act on Twitter. <laughs>
0: um, and personally for myself, I have it. I have it. Um, I have 31 to 24 Buffalo. I think that the Bills actually end up scoring more than uh, the, the Chiefs have given up all year because they're at home, everything like that. So um, go Bills this weekend. Um, last segment here for us is our gambling minute. I'm going to have yeah. both uh, – I'm yeah. gonna have you pick something. We came within uh nine yards last week of hitting our Buffalo par- uh, basement parlay. Um Stefan Diggs ended up uh, ended up with 52 nah. yards or 53 yards and he needed 62 and a half. So we're getting closer here on the show. So with that being also. said, um Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes Three yards.
1: Let's do Josh Allen.
0: Okay. Um two twenty-seven uh and a half over under
1: over over
0: okay uh, we'll move to receiving. you have Cook Diggs Kincaid Pacheco rice Kelsey Watson one each of you guys give me one
2: And this is for what
0: uh for receiving yards
1: go ahead Pat. Dalton Kincaid
0: 40 and a half over under.
2: Little, the lad's gonna get loose. 40 and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go the over.
0: Okay. Um, and you're a student.
2: <sighs> <laughs> What's Pacheco line?
0: Uh, 18 and a half.
2: Let's go, Kyrie. Under, he's gonna, okay. he's gonna moonlight out of the backfield. We're gonna be in some weird morphed rock down cover two man, and he's gonna take it away
0: um we have now for rushing props we have one we're going to go with one here uh Josh Allen, James Cook, Patrick Mahomes, Pacheco or CEH
2: I mean Josh is automatic to score
0: right i agree well not, not to score but rushing yards
2: it's going to be a long one did i mention that too
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> Pat, what do you think? Josh Allen. Let's go Josh Allen. We went with Josh Allen last week as well.
0: 43 and a half.
1: Over under. on average. I'm going with the over. On average, he has 53 and a half against Kansas City. No, and he's the if, last one.
2: If, 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 he, if he finds us in a position where we need to get upfield, there is no slide. Love the over.
0: Last one's the fun one for the parlay. Um just pick one guy for a touchdown. You know mine, Josh Allen.
2: You got to. I mean, it's minus points at these days, right?
0: Yep, it's minus one ten. Oh, you agree?
2: Yeah, let's go with Josh Allen. I like it. Sixteen rushing 80. touchdowns in the year. I like it. You get so, inside the final... five. You trust the ball with. You trust the ball in your playmaker's yeah. hand. Oh yep. yeah.
0: So. Ten dollars wins you one hundred and forty-eight dollars and seventy cents. It's plus fourteen eighty-seven on that. And um, just real quickly, I um, I do want to give the uh, my sleeper or not sleeper, but my um, my snipe of the week here. Um, I honestly think that it's going to be Patrick Mahomes over twenty-seven and a half. That is my snipe of the week. So that is running at minus one fourteen. Um, so. With that being said, we do want to thank everybody for coming on here. Um, student, I'm going to let you – I know you have a, a, a new show coming up here at some point. I know you don't have a date set, and I know you wanted to plug uh, Sons of Erie real quick.
2: Well, let, let's do uh, the thing I'm passionate about, the old Sons of Erie. Uh, started this uh, started this uh, out of COVID, uh, you know, maybe out of boredom. Um, uh, I partnered with a great guy, uh, incredible artist, um, and you guys have supported the heck out of us. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I, I love outside of the, the eloquentness of, uh, of what you guys speak, uh, the nuance of how you guys break down stuff and, and, you know, slinging some money around in the gambling. It's nice to be aligned with you guys. Um, we have an incredible partnership with, uh, Apollo's restaurant and, uh, all our pieces garner a lot of eyes and the more eyes we garner, the more, uh, shekels. Uh, we accrue and you guys purchasing all our art and apparel um, the more we can give back to uh, the impoverished youth, uh, the underserved. And uh, frankly, just, uh, you know, any conversation where someone comes in like, Hey, I really, I really, I really rock with your brand. Would you, would you be able to sponsor this youth thing? That's kind of the name of the game with sons of Erie. Uh, so uh, it's a brand that I'm so, so, so happy. It wasn't just a uh, boredom covid project it's a creative outlet and and we listen you want to hit our inbox with any design uh maddie you, you know me i'm i'm a uh i have a lot of passions in football music and uh kind of putting out there something i'm proud to wear and uh yeah. i think you guys would be too if you check out some of the offerings we have and know that it empowers uh us to do some really good things for people well, that really kind of just need uh mm-hmm. need a good thing to go their way so that's the only thing i want to plug uh and truly appreciate any patronage that comes our way
0: oh absolutely and i did uh did show everybody that, that's watching tonight i did show them the new drop that you had earlier this week um that was also a tweet on on uh, the buffalo basement uh, the buffalo basement twitter page as well so that is an awesome awesome shirt I love the design when you sent it to me um I'm going to end up buying one here shortly myself I'm a big hoodie person myself so definitely um thank you for that and uh, uh definitely thank you for coming on and uh really um, pleasure we'll, we'll, we'll uh have you on heavy on hopefully during uh during draft season and uh potentially uh when we make another announcement here shortly about um uh with Elliot Apollo so, um, fantastic thank you, Definitely want to thank you for that. And uh, everybody have a good night. And uh, go Bills. Everybody go Bills.
1: Go Bills. I
2: love you, Kevin Misery.